<laughs> What's up, good people? We are back with another session of that verbal cardio. I got my co-host in the building. Water. Drink more water, y'all. We need it. We need this is the literally the lifeblood of all existence on this planet. Literally. It's right here in your face. Like whatever, whatever you believe in, whatever, whatever side of the fence you're on, there's no arguing this right here. Anytime you watch any YouTube video, we're looking for planets with we, who can hold life, but they, they just can't hold water. And then therefore there's no life. That's why water is so important, man. Drink it. Drink it up. Now, don't be don't be mixing it in with the coffee and the Kool-Aids and the sugary beverages and I have my water today mixed in with all the pollutants. Get this fresh water. Room temp is <laughs> ideal if you can get it. If you can get it, got it good. Um, Tony Baker brought to you by water. Man, water, man, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. Got my producer extraordinaire, Sabrina Seth, here. behind the camera, but you can hear her. Yes, sir. And we have a very special guest, as you can see. If you're if you're watching, you could just be listening. But we have the one and only Estero in the building. Jazziness. Come on, man. Estero has graced us with her presence. <laughs> Thank you for pulling up, first of all. Thank you for inviting I'm me. I'm I'm a huge fan, first of all. So there's that. It's mutual. Man, listen. But mine, mine predates yours, so mine is more lived in. Okay, okay. Okay. Right. I'm going I'm to I'm claim that. Okay. Um, I was introduced to you from the Slam soundtrack. Wow. Through, uh, they did like a, I'm not sure if your song was already written first. Yeah. And then, so they had Goody Mob. Yes. Do the world I know, or I chose them. You chose them. Yes. So I was like, okay, because at that time I, I was familiar with Goody Mob. It was the soundtrack to the movie. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. So I was just listening. So you were new to me at that time. I was like, Goody Mob, but but yeah. The chorus, I was like, yo, this chorus is is dope. But I still had no clue, you know, who you were. And then when I heard the full. The original version of, is it the world I know? That's yeah, what I want to call country it. Country living. Country living. So the re when we put Goody on it, we called it the world I know. Okay. But it was country living, yes. and it was the the original song was in the Slam soundtrack. Uh -huh. But then when they or in the movie, but then when right. they put out the the soundtrack, they wanted like singles and they wanted right. to remix it, and it, the majority of the rest of the soundtrack was all hip hop. Right. So. They approached us and they said, would you be interested in remixing it yeah. and putting someone on it? And we sat and thought. And I remember thinking like, so a friend of mine, Too Rude, remixed it. Mm -hmm. And I was like torn between at the time. Remember Shanta? Drive fast like a sports car. Yes. Shanta got bigger yeah. than wow. yeah. I love Shanta. Her. Yes. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so either Shanta mm -hmm. and then Goody Mob was brought up. Okay. And I... I was like, this is a great idea. Yeah. And like, what a cool meeting. And mm -hmm. that was, and then we shot a video for it. And I got to Oh, meet you shot that. a video? Yeah, we shot a video for it. Video. And that's how I got to meet all of them. Yeah. And Saul Williams. And that started a friendship of yeah. you know, many decades. And 
It was a really cool experience. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And I remember, too, like, mm-hmm. them playing it on BET and being super stoked about yeah. it. Like, being, like, on my tour bus. <laughs> like, this is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That was, what, 98? Yes. 98. And that opened, I think that was just, like, I think that exposed me to a whole mm-hmm. audience, which is really cool. Especially, like, that Southern kind of, like having being able to be exposed to goody mobs fans and like dungeon yes. family fans was like mm-hmm. probably one of the greatest things that ever happened oh yeah. man so at that time was breath from another completed yeah it was okay out. so breath from another is your debut album yes when did that when did that release 98. 98 so it came out before the slam soundtrack yeah so i was late to the party then so when i'm not I, that late yeah because i was like man i really like her voice on this song and then i heard country living the full and it was just like yeah it was it reminded me of do you remember the juice soundtrack and the song is it good to you is it good to you i like it yeah anyway (laughs) there's a version of that with heavy d on it okay and then uh tammy lucas singing the hook yeah but then there's a version where it's just her Mm -hmm. and so whenever i would hear songs like that where it's just like just the 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 vocalist, I'm just like, yo, I always get excited because I'm like, oh, there's a full, full length. Yeah. And so when I heard Country Living full length, I was like, I need the full album. Oh, and then when I got it, I listened to it every night for a good semester. Full album. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I really love hearing people talk about their experience with that record because I mm-hmm. feel like that record really I feel really blessed because I feel like I it narrated a lot of pivotal moments in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Like everyone that tells me about their connection to me is always specifically generally to that record and right. about what was happening in their lives. Mm-hmm. It'll be like, I was working at this restaurant and I like hated this chick that I work with and we had to go on a road trip and then like we went and like <laughs> she had your CD and then we bought it and now we've been best friends for six right. years. Or like the, there's been also tragedies and, mm-hmm. you know, um, somebody actually... I met a writer on a television show mm-hmm. on Criminal Minds. I met him and he was like, I came out to LA like, and went to film school and like tried to be a writer mm-hmm. and I, like I failed and I ended up like going back to Chicago with like his tail between his legs. And then years later, like 1998 decides I'm gonna give it one more try, gets right. in his little like, like broke down like K car, like shitty car. Yeah. And he's like, and I drove across the country. I had one record. Oh. And it was yours. Ah. And like, so there's always Yes. I I just always feel grateful to be a part of that album because I feel like it's not really about me. Mm-hmm. It's like the record is the record itself became this mini zeitgeist for people. Right. Like for its own thing. And it's just it's really cool, I think. That's the dope thing about music that I all that I'm always fascinated with. Music can take you to a very specific place, mm-hmm. moment, moments plural. Yeah. It can take you to so many different places. That's why it's always important for me to be like, all right, if I'm going to a new city, I like to get a new piece of music. So that way it reminds me right. of that city whenever I play it. And so um, that particular album, you know, I got so many memories attached to it because, you know, I was new in New Mexico State Mm -hmm. and, you know, just scrambling, trying to get work on campus. We were broke, you know, uh, trying not to fail every class. And it was just, uh, it was so much connected to that album. And I was just like, man, this album right here. 
And I liked the album cover because it was all arty and like all we see is your eyeball. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, your eyeball. You know, and it, it was just an image on a, on a strip within with the white background. Yeah. And then the, so Negative like, space. It's yeah. funny how it can really take you to this time, especially mm-hmm. records that came out. I think it's also when it came out, like late 90s. Yeah. And how, the, how the world was at that time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, being in college and at that time, there was still a lot of like word, like hand, like word of mouth records that mm-hmm. got passed around. But even the artwork you're talking about, a lot of that, you know, I came from a really small town and I grew up in the 90s with kids who would like make mixtapes and not tell you what was on them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it was really a um, like a pushback to the grunge movement being mm-hmm. so um, like blowing up and becoming so mainstream. Right. So then the next um like the thing for me in high school was a lot of like shoegazer stuff, like mm. My Bloody Valentine and Slow Dive and Ride and all this weird like British music mm. and and stuff. And I think there was like this desire, you know, after grunge, became, like when you see like grunge as a fashion statement on a runway, it's no longer cool for the kids in high school, right? You're like, <laughs> oh my God, right? <laughs> so I feel like there became even more of a movement with the next music where it's like, you can't have this. Yeah. You can't, like you can't, pervert this you can't our parents can't have this you know Mm -hmm. and so um whereas it's just interesting to me because it was so embraced by hip-hop culture Mm -hmm. my first album but it's very um you know like a lot of hip-hop culture is about self-promotion and like you know what i mean and like for me it was all about like mystique and Mm -hmm. you know like it's not my face right on the cover or you know so and that's just from coming from that that background of like weird shoegazer, you know. Now, pause. Where are you from? I'm from the friendly nation of Canada. Okay. <laughs> I was born in a town of 100 people. Ooh. Uh, were you raised in that town? Though? Well, I never lived anywhere longer than five years, and okay. they were all really small towns until mm. I was 16. I left home and moved to the city, um, to Toronto. But I was born in, well, technically I was born in Stratford. Mm. Um, Stratford, I'm sure you've heard of it. There's another very famous Canadian who's from Stratford. Really? Who? No idea? Uh-uh. No, okay. Um, Justin Bieber is... I thought... I was like, oh, it has I, to I be Justin no. Bieber, because he's like one the, of the most famous yeah, the Canadians. Yeah, the Beebs is from... Stratford. I thought he was from Toronto. Yeah, yeah. How close is that to Toronto? Um, about two hours, maybe an hour and a half, two hours. Okay. So I lived in this really small town, um, like, but that was the closest hospital. So I was in this tiny little village. Wait, Toronto was the closest hospital? No, no, no. Oh, Stratford oh, Strat- was okay. the closest hospital. Gotcha. And then I lived in like, I never lived anywhere bigger than like five or six thousand people until I was sixteen years old. Like, wow. really, one town I lived in, the population was one hundred, and there was. Um, a Catholic church at one end, uh-huh. a brewery at oh. the other, and three bars uh-huh. <laughs> for a town of 100 Canadians like to drink. Wow. <laughs> and I um, I lived in a tavern that my parents owned. I lived above one of the bars. Really? How was yeah. that? Um, was it a lot of noise downstairs? Yeah. It's ah, funny. I was queen. just talking about it to someone the other day. It... um. It's weird. I have mm. like my early memories are like sidling up to the bar when I was a kid, like mm. bouncing down there and like sucking on lemons and the and eating the olives and stuff like mm. that that were at the bar. Right. The smell of that bar rag. Yeah. You know that I'm talking about that mm. bar rag smell. And um, I ha- when I was really young, I got I had the flu a lot. I was sick mm. constantly. Uh-huh. But 
I mean, it's a little darker, but my earliest memories really are my bedroom overlooked the the outside, the, mm-hmm. the entrance. So I have like memories of like there was this old man named Harold that uh-huh. would walk home every night and he would have like wet pants. You know, oh. he was like an old farmer and he'd yeah. piss himself every single night. Oh, damn. I'd be like, why is Harold pee his He pants? was getting. <laughs> and the, my parents lit. would be like, Harold's an alcoholic, honey. I'm like, so that's, you know, what I connected that to. Right. But also seeing a lot of like, uh, yeah, like men fighting and stuff mm. like that and like occasional violence. Yeah. And, uh, right outside your little window. You yeah. playing with your little toys. You yeah. just looking. And but then... it's, it's so weird because my memories of that time, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. How, how old are you? I'm you're, 44. You're 44. Okay. So I'll be 43 in December. Mm, youngster. And just, it's such a different time. And also, did you grow up in the city? Mm-hmm. I grew uh, up in Chicago. Okay. Okay. So um, I'm a country kid. So like, I just think about my memories of that time. Like, I only lived in that place until I was seven. Mm-hmm. But pre that, I have plenty of memories of, like, I would wake up at, like, six in the morning. Right. I would cross the street, which is, there's only one main freeway. Uh-huh. Like, I would leave the house alone at, like, four years old, three or four years old. I would go down to the creek. The who? <laughs> the creek. I will go down crick. to the creek. <laughs> I'll be, like, picking up stones, looking for, like, little animals and, like, fish and, like, just playing by myself. Right. And, like. Mm-hmm. Weird, weird stuff too, like throwing rocks at cars and then getting beat oh, wow. for it, and like, yeah. you know, like getting mean, in trouble you know. for it. But like, I think about the kind of freedom that we had yeah. growing up, especially like I don't know how you were in a city, but even me up until I left home, like I would just get on my bike after yeah. school and be out till like ten o'clock at night, like oh, just ten o'clock running around, running around small towns, right. old abandoned train bridges, weird stuff, like. Mm-hmm crazy i used to i talk about that all the time because i feel like when we were younger we just did more independently than now like even with my own kids they got rides to school every day yeah they got escorted to and from school every single day pretty much and like for me i was on the city bus yeah by myself yeah sixth seventh grade just going to school with real adults with real issues (laughs) i'm on there going to sixth grade and they on there like yeah so it was all kind of cast and characters on my bus and it was just like but now that's unheard of for you for your kid to be going to the creek but i think here people are really like specifically in the states or certain cities it's understandable people are a little more precious with their kids but like i spent a lot of time in mexico Mm -hmm. and like yeah. As a kid? No, I spend a lot of time oh, now. Oh, you spend now? Okay, I like gotcha. split my time between here and Puerto Vallarta. Really? Now. So, so yeah, you, you, yeah. you deal drugs. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So you're a narco. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. We, we talk about everything here at Verbal Cardio, so you're a narco. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but um, people, you know, you see kids just like wandering alone, bare feet on cobblestone roads, mm-hmm. playing on like swing sets made of concrete. Yeah. Like, just like. Living. Live it like literally, country living. Like yeah, country living. Like yeah, you'll see a kid on a burro, like on a donkey with garbage, like working at yeah. like seven years old, like Man. just full of pride and self confidence. <laughs> like, at seven. Yeah, you'll have a waiter that's twelve in a small village. He's like handling his <laughs> shit, paying his mortgage. Man, you know, I mean? like, you know, I got the kids at home. How many kids you got? About three. You're twelve. I know. I know. It's real out here. <laughs> It's like you, they're badass. They're crossing freeways. Yeah. They're like, you know, they have 
I have another friend that was talking about it too that he lives in I think Norway and mm-hmm. he said all the time like in his small village he'll see like a little girl who's like seven years old he's yeah. at the grocery store he'll see her come by herself she'll walk in she'll go to the back she'll get some milk she'll get some butter she'll get some flour she'll go to the front she'll pay she'll walk home like and her last name is McAllister these kids right. are self-sufficient but it's they're not as you know I, I just think it's think culturally we're just really precious with them but how much of that also like i've learned that when you give kids independence they definitely build their self-confidence like massively you know and i had a lot of independence so Mm. i'm quite self-sufficient you know ah that's the benefits package of it all yeah what was your favorite meal growing up as a kid before you moved to the big city what was your favorite thing to eat these are kind of hard hidden questions i ask on this show. Oh, my mom used to make Yorkshire pudding and roast beef. Now, what is that? So, it's a British meal. So, uh-huh. roast beef and then Yorkshire pudding is like flour, egg, water mm-hmm. in a, in like a muffin tin that Ooh. you bake. And then you put gravy on it. So, it's, oh. it's not really a muffin. It's like a roll. Yeah. Of like, you know, but a light, fluffy. I wonder why they call it pudding. I don't know. Because when you think of pudding, you think of... Mm-hmm. Tapioca, yeah, no, I know. regular English, English people. Yeah, yeah it's... so it wasn't sweet at all, and it wasn't spoonable. It was no, an actual like no. a bread. It's like it a little bready. muffin bread. Yeah, muffin shaped bread with gravy. Yeah, and that was your favorite thing. That was like, yeah, she's making the. Uh, yeah, that was she the was pudding. That and it was very special. I loved it, and I loved pancakes oh. with my dad making oh. pancakes. And we used to make our own maple syrup. Oh, you made it from scratch? Yeah, because we have maple trees (laughs) and my dad would tap the trees. How do you tap a tree? There's like a little tap thing and it's like a little vial and you just take a hammer and just tap, 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 tap. Like you put a screwdriver in, I think, first, like how Uh you would put up a painting, you know, picture, but then nail in first. So you just tap the tree and then you hang, it's like anchored Uh and then you hang like a bucket from it and it collects Mm -hmm. the sap. And then you just boil the sap until it reduces into syrup. And I... Contrary to like most popular people like a real dark maple syrup, uh-huh. I actually really prefer the early sap, which is the lighter stuff. Because oh, it's not okay. as it's not as sweet, but it's so when it first lovely. comes out, that's when you like to get in on it. I well it's earlier. Yeah, like the earlier yeah. sap, I guess it is, that you boil down, yeah. Dang, that's dope. Yeah. No, I'm very Canadian. Like he made a rink for us in the yard with uh, the garden hose. Like wow. <laughs> we that have is... maple syrup. <laughs> I had snowshoes growing up in the backyard. Yeah. The tennis rackets. You talking about the, yeah. the wow. Yeah, we had snowshoes to walk in the backyard because we always lived in like really rural yeah. areas. In that part of Canada though, it's not it doesn't stay dark or light for long periods of time, right? That's more the no, west. No, it's not like that. No, it's Toronto, dude. It's like an hour from Buffalo. It's okay, not. okay. All right. I just wanted <laughs> to make sure. Right. Because I was in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's on the other side of, yeah. of Canada. So That's right it was, in the It was daytime at like eleven PM and I was like Well, it depends because in the summer, like I remember how I said I would stay up till 10 o'clock at night. Like uh-huh. sometimes the sun wouldn't go down till like 9 30, 10 o'clock. Okay. Like in the yeah. summer, we get that's dope. nice late. Vancouver's like that. You get a late sunset in Vancouver. Okay. That's what, so more, it more so happens on the west. It just depends. West part. Yeah, it depends just depends on how far at. north, probably. Um, crispy edges on your pancakes or regular? Oh, crispy. What's wrong? <laughs> I butter that stuff and then I. This is what I do that with my French toast too, like flatten it down and fry it in the butter. (laughs) What's your favorite genre of food? Oh, 
And it, it, when I say genre, it could be breakfast, dinner, Asian, Italian, yeah. Mexican. What's your favorite? Food? First of all, do you like food? Food is my favorite genre. Okay. Does it look like I like food? That's a good food? answer. That's a good answer. Does it look like Because some people be like, I don't really just be eating. I yeah. think it looks like I like food. I really <laughs> like food. Um, hmm. I can't choose because I just love food. I do really like Italian. Mm-hmm. Big fan of Italian food. But yeah. um, I'm, you have I'm doing last ke- night? I'm ketoing it right now. Oh, oh I know. Uh, she had. I had an in and out burger, animal style, protein style. Okay. Fries light well. That was dinner last night. Yep. And then when I got home later, I made like a bocaccini salad. Oh, See, very bocaccini with, salad. Yeah, pesto. What is that? Buffalo, bocaccini. like the middle, the mini mozzarella, oh, mozzarella, and the gotcha. tomatoes and mm-hmm. pesto. Some people just do olive oil and. Um, and basil and uh, uh, balsamic vinaigrette, but I do mm. pesto. And, okay. Yeah. Italian um, food is great, man. Italian food is. Italian all, food is. It's so carby and that sucks. It's mad carby. That sucks. Well, not all of it. Like if you go to yeah. somewhere like Florence, they're really famous for their steak. But you guys mm. are vegetarians, right? Yeah. I was a vegetarian for seven years. Oh, you can. Mm. You went back over to the. What made you go back to the to the meats? I was on tour. And um, we went to a steakhouse and they had Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> oh, it was at one moment. Yeah. But also, I used to, like, I, when I say I was a vegetarian for seven years, I was a vegetarian, but also once a month, mm-hmm. I would sneak into McDonald's and get a cheeseburger and, okay. like, make sure no so one you never saw really me. Fully curled yeah. um, and I think, uh, and I also had read a bit about that eating for your blood type. Mm. I'm some. I don't eat a lot of meat. I'm not yeah. excessive, but I like. I can go week. Like I'll go like three weeks no meat, mainly right. vegetable, plant based. Uh-huh. But then like I'll start to feel sickly, and I'll have a steak, and I'm like, oh, everything's. You fine. feel better. Yeah. I hear about that a lot, actually. Yeah. I don't even know my blood type. You know right. you. I'm O something. O positive. <laughs> o neg. What's it? O. I feel like I'm o a positive, positive person, negative. so I'm just gonna go with positive. Yeah, you're gonna positive. Like, I don't yeah, know what my blood type. is. I always forget to ask them you when should, I get my blood work done. You should know. Who tells you though? Your mom? Like I feel like they never, they so never Canadian. tell us. I'm like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she, didn't, she didn't tell me nothing. But I feel mom. like whenever you get your blood work done, they would tell you then. You know, I've had my blood work done all the time, but it's like I don't know I what think, my yeah, blood I think type they have is. To test it. Okay, so it's a specific like, yo, man, tell me my blood type. Yeah. Ah. But um, what do you like? What's your favorite food? Oh man, shoot. Breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast. I love like waffles, pancakes, mm-hmm. French toast. How do you do without bacon? Is my question. I don't really miss bacon like that. Like even so, here's <laughs> my. Here's my. Do you see the disdain on my? Yeah, I saw it because bacon. People I'm like, were very you're a liar, passionate Tony Baker. about bacon. <laughs> bacon, bacon. For me, growing up, bacon was always a little bit too fatty for me and like greasy. Someone wasn't cooking it right. Even That's the problem. even as even as we grew, so then. I was just like, but it it made sandwiches better. It made burgers better. I'm, like, Ooh, yeah. I'm Jewish, so it's like the forbidden fruit. Oh, like I can't wow. ever give it up. Ah, mm. yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So then when I gave up pork in '91, I was like, man, buy bacon. But I was more like, I was more hurt about pepperoni and pork chops. So like, bye y'all. Mm. But I wasn't really thinking about bacon. So then, uh, turkey bacon came out. Oh, a lot of them were hit and miss, but yeah. it was one, it was the Lewis Rich, not Lewis Rich, yeah, Lewis, Genio. It was one of those, no, it wasn't Genio. It was one particular turkey bacon brand that I really liked, and that was the last one. 
that I hung on to. Yeah. Yeah. For me, with meat, it's really for food. It's really just about eating as clean as possible, with mm. the exception of obviously In and Out last night. But like right. when I eat meat, I um I try to do like grass fed, humanely raised, humanely right. killed with dignity, kosher mm. kind of. You know what I mean? That's dignity. more important to me. <laughs> Would you like to die this evening? <laughs> Why yes? What time? Eight o'clock. Eight works for me. Dignity. <laughs> if you the food in Mexico, oh my gosh, it's good. You know, when I'm here, I can barely eat any. I used to call myself a meat eating vegan because mm -hmm. I'd be like, I'm dairy free, I'm wheat free, I'm all these things. And there's so much stuff here that I can't eat, and I have issues. And then as soon as I go to Mexico, I can eat whatever good I to want. Go. But you know, it's also the fact that things are like extremely fresh there, not super right. full of chemicals, like yeah. Yeah, it's mm. massive difference. That makes a difference. Right. And you feel way better. Do you think In-N-Out fries are overrated? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I respect You have to answer. ask for them to be like light well or well. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just a soggy mess. Yeah. My favorite fries are Astro Burger on Melrose and Gower. Hmm. I don't remember their fries. I've, I've, I've been that. to Astro Burger before, but I don't think I got fries. I don't think I've ever had that. But that's the one in West Hollywood. The, no, that's the Greek Astro Burger. That's the one on uh, the east side. Oh, I'm thinking of uh, the West Hollywood one's more like Mexican food with gotcha. that, and then yeah, this one's more like the Greek stuff. So you can get spanakopita there, like Ooh. spinach and cheese spanakopita. Oh wow, I love spinach. Mm -hmm. I um, so I asked my mom. Mm -hmm. I'm an A plus. I'm A positive. Oh, you You're got your blood type. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an a, a positive. I love let that you took my eyes. Let me see. Let me see if my mom knows. Yeah, man. your mom might know. Because I was like, you know what? Let me ask my mom. Oh. <laughs> and I just looked it up. A positive is. Uh, I'm ask my they mom. say yeah. recommend people on with a positive blood type to eat an organic vegetarian uh, diet, which is crazy because I've been doing that for 17 years. Yeah. So it's like the body knows. I just knew. The body knows. And like, I remember the first month that I did it, my life changed. Everybody text your mom right now. Everybody uh, text your you mom. Can. See if they got the blood type. You too. Yeah. Um, see, you text, know your blood type? Text wow. any, uh, your and guardian. And if you know, just text her anybody. to tell her you love her. Well, that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got to call my mom. I haven't called her in a while. Oh. Um, I have an alarm that goes off on my phone every day like call your mom call, yeah. your, call your mother call yes. your mother call your mother. Call your mother is uh she in canada she is in canada oh. we call her brave bear woman she lives up in the northern wilds really no. yeah she got a beard full beard <laughs> she got a beard <laughs> you know this describes my mom perfectly so my mom i'm gonna tell you the story my we were raised um my dad used to teach teach English up north in the Northwest Territories before I was born. And uh -huh. my parents spent a lot of time on like native reservations and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. so I grew up in a house with like soapstone and like handmade moccasins oh, and dope. parkas. And my mom, oh, my mom being this sort of like, my mom's a little woo woo witchy lady that, mm -hmm. you know, is like a little wasp, but she's like great spirit and like okay. that kind of language is normal to me in my house. So right. one day I call my mom, she lives in the middle of nowhere on like, hundreds of acres of trees and mm. we call her brave bear woman because she literally lives up like with the bears in yeah. the middle of nowhere chopping wood she's like five foot two oh, tiny wow. little thing she's chopping wood mm -hmm. so <laughs> for a wood stove so i call her and i'm like hey mom what are you doing she's like i'm making dinner 
Uh, what are you making? I'm making a grouse with white wine and garlic. And I said, grouse. She said, yeah, Squirt brought me a grouse. And I'm like, and Squirt's her cat. She's like, okay. Squirt, Squirt brought me a grouse. So I figured I didn't want to waste now, it. Now, what is a grouse? A grouse is like kind of like a pheasant thing. Okay. Like a bird. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, I did, you know, so the cat killed a bird. Right. And my mom didn't want to waste it. So she's like, so I gave thanks to the great spirit and I thank the spirit of the bird. Wow. And I told, I promised that it wouldn't be wasted. Yeah. And like, I'm, you know, I'm going to make a meal and i tried to use everything i could and i took some feathers for the other native lady and we're gonna make a dream catcher and like i got some stuff from my drum and like nothing's wasted yeah yeah that's what i love so she's like uh she's like whatever i couldn't use i like put on the wood pile at the back for the for the hawks to come get you know like she's a badass right nothing's (laughs) wasted and she's like and i'm like so ma um where'd you learn how to skin a grouse and she's like i googled it Wow. <laughs> then she she tapped into the now right then and there in that moment. That's hilarious. She's yeah. like, we are in the now. I <laughs> have are, Google. We are in the now. I Googled it. Yo. Yeah. Let me ask you this. What are, what are the reservations like in Canada? As I opposed, have not been on Oh, you haven't been? Okay. Because no. I, I, know, I know here in America, many of the reservations are, you know, in, in terrible, mm-hmm. you know, condition. Yeah. And it's heartbreaking. So I wanted to know. Because I, I kind of look at Canada as, like, better than us. Yes. Have you been watching the news and all the children, the no. bodies that were murdered by the school system? Oh, what? Thousands of Native children. It just as Native early as, like, Man. I just based it on health It's And it's current. It's not history. And this it's is in like, Canada. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Canada's Canada is worse. definitely responsible for a genocide of Native people and a continued mm. and definite reparations are Dirty in order bastards. yeah you distracted me with the free health care <laughs> so i thought y'all was better than us right y'all up there and the niceness uh, now we got work to do mm-hmm. big work to do um i'm well, shout hoping out to your mom though man i'm hoping to visit a reservation in the u.s um soon because there's a kid that i met on instagram i call everyone a kid even if they're a grown man i don't know she'd why be doing that, that too yeah, she'd be like it's, it's, a, it's one kid thing. yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, he'd be older than me. I'm yeah, yeah, I'm I'm exactly the same. I'm like, oh, I know this kid from. Yeah. yeah. When y'all say kid, in my mind, I'd be like a kid. Especially if like, I was like talking to my man describing another man, I would say it as a way to let him know that there was no. That's how I felt about him. That there was like a camaraderie, but no romantic history. I just do it because Georgia, I've, like this kid. I've always done that. I've just, I just figured she. It's was like my East way Coast. of being like, yeah, he's not it's a an threat. East Coast thing for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. In a, yeah. in a sense, like I know. This man, instead, I'll be like, Oh, I have this. this Give me this the threat. I'll be wanting the full threat. <laughs> you want the threat. This, this guy, yo, I this thought he was handsome. Oh, you thought he was handsome? Yo, okay. Fine ass individual Give said me, everything right. Give me the full right. threat. Because I'd I <laughs> I rather like get the full sec- threat like than the, like you know. This. Yeah, I'd yeah, rather get good. that than the opposite where I'm thinking. He's not a threat, but he was, you know what I'm saying? Right. You know, so give me the full. Understand. He's a sexy man. He hit on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I was single, I would have took him down. Oh, he was, he was hitting on me. I was like, you're Because I respect it at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's this kid, Tomahawk Bang, who's mm-hmm. a native. He's a DJ. Um, right. He lives on a res. He's super gifted, and I really want to work with him. So I asked him if he would mind if I came out there and do some work. And yeah. And it would be cool because I'll get a chance to be on the res, too, which is cool. Tomahawk Bang? Mm-hmm. That's a dope-ass name. That's a, he's, yeah. he's super dope. He makes super dope house music, and he can dance house like music. a mom. He's a great mm-hmm. dancer. I like house music. And like, yeah. That's dope. Did you ever hear any of my house tunes, like the remixes or like house songs that I guessed it on? I don't think so. No? No. Okay. Uh-uh. I, uh... 
I feel like I haven't heard you on that many features. Uh, no, I heard you on Black Eyed Peas feature. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, I'm sorry, which one? Oh, it was the one. No. <laughs> what was the name? Music? Was it music? It was on their... Weekends. Weekends. I yeah. used to love that track. I was like, yo, Stereo's on the track, man. Yeah. Big fan, by the way. Um, cut two. You growing up, small village, snowshoes, <laughs> the pub right over the top, dude, pissy drunk, going yeah. home. You moved to the big city. Yeah. What was that transition like from going from that to Toronto? Well, I used to, sorry, mom, but I, oh. she's never going to hear this. Am I even, I, she's um, listening right now. She's man. She, in, she in the, she wanted to pay She's in the saints. woods, in a tent. <laughs> She got that. Because if she got Google, she also <laughs> is one of the patients here. Um, I used to... So I, I went to school in this town called Palmerston. I went to high school. And it would... So my town was here, Harrison, where I lived. Went to school mm -hmm. in Palmerston. Here was an area called Tividale, and there was a truck stop there. And, like, a diner. And I would... It was a couple miles from my school. So mm -hmm. I would tell my parents, but, like, I'm going to stay at Angie Gilmore's for the weekend uh -huh. or whatever. And then after school on a Friday, I would walk to the truck stop and then I would hitchhike with truckers and get rides into the city to Toronto. And then I would busk in subway stations and sing old jazz standards and I would make like 80 bucks in the first hour. I'd think I was rich. I'd be like, I'm gonna go to Eastside Mario's. Yo. <laughs> that was my big fancy meal. I'd hang out with like street kids and squeegee kids uh -huh. for the weekend and like take a bus home. At the end of the really? weekend, I would go to Toronto by myself and like hang out with squeegee punks and like homeless kids and like just go to concerts and like. Wow, the hitchhike part scared me though. Yeah, especially because that was like Bernardo times. Like sh after that, like Paul Bernardo, and that was, was like a famous. He was a he and his girlfriend were famous Canadian serial killers oh. that would kidnap oh. young women and oh. yeah, it was terrible. Um, but yeah, different times, man. <laughs> It's just funny too. Like I'm picturing like Canada, and as you describe, there's what you nothing were doing, to do out there but hallucinogenics and try and like. I'm picturing like <laughs> the visuals. Like I'm a very visual. Like I love nature. I love mountains, greenery, trees. Yeah. So I'm picturing like fields. Log, big. When you say truck stop, I'm picturing trucks with like logs on the no, back. No, no, more like um, mountains in the background. No, I mean it would be like rural Chicago. You know what I mean? Like out, like plains. Oh. You know, like open fields, oh. cows, yeah. like really you killing. Said, oh. You just ruined the killing. The, it. Sorry, because I pictured exactly what you saw. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Me too. Well, no, it the was. Woods. It is pretty. Yeah, it is pretty. Trees. No, there are, there are there's there, snow there on the mountains. You just trying to make us there feel is better that, now. But it's not like. <laughs> I'm not. Do you want to Google Maps it? It was okay. flat. <laughs> yeah. Because rural, rural, Illinois outside it's of farmland. Chicago is trash visually. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing. When you drive through Illinois, it's like. But I was picturing since it was Canada. Yeah. Right. I was like, it's mountains. green. No, it's it is Gorgeous. green. It is green. There's snow farmland, mountains. but yeah, it's snow but it's more but it's more flat ah. where I'm from. But there are areas where you can go. There are like skiing mountains. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, no. it was great. Sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. It's a cheer time. up. It's going to be fine. Yeah, <sighs> Cancel yeah. our trip to Canada. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we was going to go out there. there. We was headed there. Man, look out, man. We Haystacks, you know, serial killers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so especially. So you go to the big city. I go to the big city. You hitchhike. City. You do it. You make money by singing. You, you get your own bus fare back home. Yeah. Did your parents ever know? 
No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Maybe later I told them. I yeah. was always, my mom will tell you, like, I was a really independent child. Are you she, only child? No. Oh. No. I have a brother mm-hmm. named Jason. Old or younger? Older, seven years. Okay. I got a thing with sevens in my family. It's like a really weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the family is seven years apart in one day. Oh. Even when he started having kids, they're like seven years apart to uh-huh. the day. My mom and dad are wow. seven years and one day apart. My brother and I are seven years one day. It's all sevens in my family. I like wow. seven. It's a great number. Me too. Yeah. So yeah, brother's older. Um, yeah, I just started singing in folk cafes. Mm-hmm. Like moved to Toronto by myself when I was sixteen years old. Yo, that's big. Lived in a basement apartment of a dude who was a single dad, uh-huh. and like just like helped him out occasionally. But and then uh, started wandering down in my local cafes. Got discovered real quick, and then within oh god, yeah, I worked at a I worked at a cafe, and then I would sing at Free Times Cafe, and then I don't know, I was like. 17 when i got when i got like literally like discovered by my manager and then and then i was being courted on the presidency level only of every major label in america by the time i was like 19 years old it happened so fast and you were a teenager when you recorded breath from another mostly yeah a lot of that stuff was like my journals from like ninth grade actually on the song that girl Uh and you hear that you hear that giggle (laughs) you got it man that's angie gilmore high on mushrooms at a campfire and my little oh. voice recorder and she's like she had just gotten new adidas and she's like these shoes are so bright and then like <laughs> she's laughing it's just me recording my super yeah, high friends in high school i just don't belong here <laughs> man you was young but it's funny like when i think back to to that time 98 yeah. In my mind, I'm like, man, I was 44 back then. Yeah. <laughs> but we were young. Yeah. Like, you know, 98, I was 20. I turned 21 that year. Yep. So it was like. Wait, you were born. What year were you born? 77. Okay, I'm 78. Yeah. Okay, so you're just a year older. So yeah. you just you just had a birthday. In May. In May. Yeah. Oh, you're Taurus. Yep. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. What you What you mean? Capricorns and Tauruses get along oh, really Capricorn. well. Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Is your birthday really December 23rd? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Capricorn, Earth signs. Mm-hmm. Capricorn, Taurus, and Virgo. Yeah. Serene, Capricorn. No. Yeah. You're a Capricorn? No, I'm a Virgo. She's Virgo. You're a Virgo. Yeah. Earth signs. I like, we, we, I like Amir, Virgo when's women. your birthday? No. Yeah. Is that Pisces? What are you? No, Aries. Aries. Oh, fire God. sign. Man, look Pisces out. Pisces are so sensitive. Yeah. Sensitive Pisces. Are they? Yeah, so sensitive. Soft. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, so you recorded that album. Everything happened rapid fire. Mm-hmm. You recorded Breath from Another. Yeah. Um... Little did I know, I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? She's younger than me. Because everybody, I feel like putting out albums that if they weren't like clearly a kid, like, you know, like crisscross or like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I just figured everybody was older than me. Right. You know what I mean? So had no clue you were were that young. Same age, yeah. Making an album that dope. And the lyricism was dope. I was just like, man, this, this," because none of the lyrics felt like generic lyricism you know what i mean like the yeah. generic love song and then he's like all right that's cute phonetics are really important to me mm-hmm. so like if i i'll start to hear something and the melody usually comes to me first and then um i'll just start to hear like the sounds the vowel sounds the and i feel like i need to stay really true to that so yeah. a lot of the times it ends up being sort of like poetic because I'm not so concerned with it making sense, mm-hmm. but it has to like taste good when I say it and oh, feel okay. good. And it has to kind of, 
I just believe usually your first instinct is the correct one mm -hmm. with stuff like that. So I just try to stay as true to like whatever that first impression was for me. And then sometimes too, it'd just be tr painting pictures. I'm very visual. So I would see visions in my head when I heard music and I would, it would be like a scene and then I would have to kind of paint it, you know? Okay. So, and I'm, and I, I think largely due to to being raised around a lot of like backpack rappers, like mm -hmm. a hell of a lot. That's there's a huge underground hip hop scene in Toronto mm -hmm. and a huge b boy scene and whatever. And um, I had a lot of friends that were MCs coming up, and I think that they really gave me that like thing where it was like not using cliches, not repeating words, yeah. not like trying to be creative. So I feel mm -hmm. like they're very responsible for that too, like my approach lyrically. How'd you come and, up and with wit. the lyrics for superheroes? It's um so superheroes is um about a boy. Mm -hmm. Most of them are. Like it's about a dude that I had a crush on. Um I was just thinking about this last night. I felt I felt like you were gonna ask me about it. So mm -hmm. growing up, I had um I had superhero sheets. I had uh like Wonder Woman, Batman, like DC right. superhero sheets that I took with me to that apartment when I left home. Uh -huh. And it had a blanket, like it had a matching blanket. On the electric blanket. And yeah, and I had an electric Whoa. blanket too. And I had, so I had superhero sheets and an electric blanket uh -huh. and I had like a mattress on the floor and I had made out with this guy one time. Uh -huh. And um, I had a crush on him and he was still like in my world, like in my radius. And so I started writing about that. Stay a while longer. Sweet Tongue of Fur and Feather actually is, um, mm. There's a Joni Mitchell song called Lakota, and she speaks about native. She's talking about the native people, and and she says we speak the fur and feather tongue, right? Mm -hmm. The language of fur. So he wasn't native, but he looked native, and okay. so that's where that came from. Stay a while longer, sweet tongue of fur and feather. There's ah. a white breast waiting for you here between the superheroes and the electric blanket. It's warm. Man, I could be sweet. I could be. So a lot of it's just like stream of consciousness, right? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. dope, man. Especially listening to the song for so long, and it's just like, like, and every time I would listen to that song, what did it mean to you? Like to me, it sounds like because I'm I'm a movie nut. Yeah. So every time I would listen to that song, it sounds like the main character in a romantic comedy, and he's talking to his friends, and then he sees the object of his affection walking through in slow motion. Mm -hmm. That's always the visual I got from that song. Right. And it's funny that it was about a boy that you had a crush on. Yeah. But in my head, it was just like, yo, this is the slow motion. And he watching her walk over and he's sitting there and he done dropped his plate because it's a romantic comedy. So he's fumbling in slow motion. <laughs> but she's gliding <laughs> through. Your visual the... too. Yeah. yeah. So it was just like, that's funny that that was the, the genesis, genesis of that song. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man. A lot of stuff in that record would is definitely cope. Most of that album, that song is the only exception, but the rest of that album was all about one particular gentleman. Oh, man. Can you imagine getting the whole album dedicated to you, fellas? Ladies? When he, yeah. And, um, man, that's And it was eternal. like my unrequited love, like my deep, deep unrequited love. Yeah. Yeah. Does he know it was about him? We... He eventually figured it out because we shared, um, we also shared a birthday and he was from that small town and also moved to the city. And, okay. Um, and it's the kind of love that only like a small town can forge, which is like when he was, 
when I was, I met him when I was seven and he mm. was like, or like nine or something. And he was like my stepbrother's friend and they used to skateboard together. And that, mm. that was like, Hey Drew and you're little. <laughs> and then in high school, I wasn't into him like that. And he was actually dating my best friend mm. and like, and then after high school, he moved to Toronto and we became really close. And, right. Um, and then there was a period when I was 17 where I just like was so like deeply, madly in love with him. Mm. And and it was not returned, at least romantically. But, you know, yeah. and then what's funny is I end up like making this record and I wrote. I wrote so many songs about him, Indigo Boy, like all, yeah, so many songs about him and like my pining and my longing for him. This yeah. is like 17 year old journal shit, you know? Right. And um, he became, he was a, a, an electrical engineer and a uh, story's gonna get sad. He, oh, um, he moved to New York and, um, on the day that the towers were hit, he was not a smoker, mm. but occasionally I used to be a smoker and he would like be like, just give me three puffs. And the day that the, on September 11th, he randomly decided to stop in at a store and um, get a pack of cigarettes. And he just like was having a cigarette when the planes hit the tower, but he was down there breathing all that stuff in. And about a year later, he was diagnosed with endothema carcinoma cancer. Ah. And then he was, he was gone shortly after. But, um, I had, there was a period where I had already become successful with that record and mm -hmm. I did an interview and, uh, I, they changed his name. Like I said, they gave him like a fake name yeah. that was so close to his real name, but oh. we grew up our whole life. So he, I called him cause I was in the city and I was like, Hey, like, like I'm here, let's hang out. And he was like, it's Daniel Boss. Like he fully made fun of me. Oh. He'd seen it. Like I was dying inside. But um, no, it was uh like a really deep, awesome friendship until the very end. Like we became there. It surpassed that childhood crush into like adulthood. Of, right. Like, you're doing great, and I'm doing great. And like I said, a love only a small town can forge because it's about time we've known each other our whole lives. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, um, it just became like a deep like gratitude for each other and respect and like i no longer had a crush on him like in in the end right you know? um and but we always kind of like we had a pact we would always see each other on our birthday mm. and, um every time i go to new york i would see him and stuff but that's dope, yeah i think man. he was i'm i'm sure he was pretty i'm sure ego wise it felt good to know that man, huh? someone had written like Especially a good ass album like okay. that. It'd be different if it was a trash album, but this one, oh, this is the album you want to be about right here. Yeah, they, there's there's a few songs I've written about people that they're definitely not happy that I yeah. wrote about them. Who, I who can is be Bad Boy Clyde? Is that somebody? No, and actually, that's one of the few songs in my career that I didn't write. That oh. was written by Graf Nobel. Okay. Yeah. I like that song. Yeah, I love that song too, which is yeah. why I chose to do it. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I always sing. I'm always like uh, humming those melodies from that joint. Yeah. Bad Boy Clyde. You like the second record? You like Wicked Little Girls? Yeah. Some people are kind of like. I like it. It's a different feel from the first one, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed it. Like, I, I, I ran back through it um, recently because, you know, I knew you were coming and I was just like, and then when I ran back through it, I was just like, man, dog, I really enjoyed this album. Like, um, I like the one. Better days and getaways. Every day is a holiday. Every, yeah, I really like because it, it makes me feel good. Yeah. And I picture sliding down the banister. I hear that the every umbrella. Christmas yeah. at Marshalls. I'm in Marshalls and I'm literally in Marshalls and I'm looking at people like, that's me. That's what 
Yeah. <laughs> I like that song. This feels good. I like Blanket Me and You. I like um there's another I love Blanket Me and You. Oh, That's Blanket Me and You song. is 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 that connected? You know, Brian Austin Green is playing drums on that. Really? It's so random. Wow. It's so random. That was that. Bra-da-da. I don't know. That's Brian Austin Green. He's a musician? <laughs> he is. Wow. <laughs> Never knew. So random. Yeah, Trey from Slim Kid from Farside took me over to his house. He was like, we're going to go to Brian's studio. Wow. And I was like, and he was playing drums. I was like, you want to play some drums on this? Wow. <laughs> That's dope. Now, shout out to the Farside, man. I like them. Yeah. Um, so bad. It's another song on that album that I really like. Oh. I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I'm always singing, I want something more. Musical revolution. We're in need of a musical revolution. Uh, my mom said, pause. No, I do not remember. I don't remember mine. <laughs> <laughs> she said, do you have any of your medical documents from some of your clinics or hospital visits? Um, let me tell her, it's just a, we just casually talking so she don't panic. Oh, man. My mom asked me why immediately. She yeah. said, A oh, positive. Right, right. Why? I was like, because I'm talking oh, about Oh, I it. should. Talking blood yeah, types. Yeah, definitely. Fine. I'm just doing an interview. Yeah, right. we, all, we have to add context. <laughs> and my mom has a, she has a, what's the other phone? Not the iPhone, the. Uh, oh, droid. She got a droid, so I can't do the voice note. Let me just ease that tension. Yeah, no, it's fine. But uh, blanket me and you. I got a lot of questions over here. Oh, good, oh, good. Okay. Good. Um, I'm going to start. So, uh, Marie asked. My torture. Oh, That's wait. I'm about to sneeze. Oh, my torture. Oh, my That's torture. about three different, three different lovers, three uh, different men oh. that all ended up torturous, right? Uh, they all, they start each way and mm, then, yeah. That's a great yeah. song. Thank you. And the horns on there? Those are the ho- those are the guys from No Doubt. That's um, really yeah, oh. Gabe you and Steven. You yeah. slippery bastard. Yeah, in my house we recorded that. Yes. All right, um, questions from the okay from the patron saints. What is your most personal song? What was it about, and how did you feel releasing it to the public? Oh, who asked it? Uh, Marie Mill. Always- Shout out to Marie, man. I always feel like I'm gonna mess up. You know what? Uh, po- Miss Poetry. <laughs> Miss Poetry. Hey, Miss Poetry. <laughs> We're gonna go with that. You know, it's interesting because I really do try to be. Um, I feel like I rip my heart open on every song. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing about me is that I, I, I feel like that's my gift or my superpower is my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have songs that are personally like "Swallow Me" from "Breath from Another" is ah, one of my personal favorites of all time. Yeah. Simply because it's what what it represents and what was going on in my life. And I, I don't talk about this often, but I struggled with opiate addiction when I was young. Mm. And um, and a lot of that album was written under the influence. And um, and when we were nearing the end I and I sobered up, I was afraid that what if my gifts weren't actually mine and they weren't real? And, okay. um, mm. and I actually flew to L.A. and I was staying at the Bellage Hotel, which is now the London, and I was alone and holed up. And... Um, <clears throat> and I wrote Swallow Me acapella alone in that room. Mm-hmm. And it was at that point, in my opinion, the best thing I had ever written. Like I felt um like it, was the, all you. it was the most connected. Okay, yeah. yeah. That the slowest road to yeah. me. And like just um and that was such a triumph for me. Um 
and saying, long as I have my voice, I don't need arms to hold. Like, it was like a, a real stake in my independence, I guess, or my strength. But yeah. And then I have... Um, I have a song that has not yet been released that will be released that's incredibly vulnerable and really a bummer to be honest. I I um I cry at the end of it and oh. I I was when I recorded it I started crying and uh -huh. then I decided to just leave it in because I really like to make people uncomfortable. Oh, you dirty <laughs> It's so bastard. funny because I would listen to it and I would see people and like it's heart wrenching and I thought, can I do this? Can I put this out like this? Yeah. And then what's funny is, and it used to make me feel a certain type of way because uh -huh. obviously I lived it, but now I've heard it so many times. Now I think it's actually comical, you and I like watching people hear it. And they're like, bastard. I literally start crying at the end. Um, and that's called Mason Jars, and it's not out yet, but it it will come out. And that's one of the most vulnerable songs today. And then I have one that I actually listened to last night that I have recorded, I think, in two thousand eight or something that I've never released mm. and that I may never ever release. Send it to me. No. <laughs> send it to me no, right after the podcast. It'll kill you. But I will send you mason jars. Send it. I will send you. Was your nose jars. running during the crime? Did your nose run as well? Um not in that I don't remember that. It was more one of those like <gasps> Oh okay. <laughs> you can hear on the song at the end I go yeah. I go I'm like I'm mothering myself, which I've done yeah. for most of my life where I go, okay, it's a, I say, I can't do this. Okay. I literally, you hear me go, I can't, I can't do this, mm. but then I keep going. Yeah. And then I go, okay, 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 okay. Like, and I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's written to death. Wow. Yeah. I think the, the unreleased song, that's the Patreon special it, when it you is. when you start your patreon yeah yes. just have that song that's it yeah well yep. that's a part of so <laughs> i'm currently working on two eps that i want to release simultaneously called thank you for being broken volume one and thank yes. you for being broken volume two oh. and that is the third song on the second one yes mm -hmm. plans love to hear mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. stephen wolf mm -hmm. asked um if you had only three records to take into the future what albums would they be Ooh, that's a great question great question that, like to take lot. into the future for the future generations. Yeah. Oh, Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Yes. Um, Let's go. Period. Jeff Buckley, Grace. <laughs> okay. Oh. Jeff Buckley. Um, Prince. Ooh. Um, it's a toss-up between Sign of the Times and Around the World in a Day. Okay. Around the world in the day had Raspberry Beret. The album and and the ladder. Mm -hmm. No one ever talks about the ladder and tambourine. Oh man. Ah, because that that I think he released that right after Purple Rain, right? Yeah. That was like the, the follow up the, album. Yeah, 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 yeah. To Purple Rain, so I think people overlooked. The ladder is so beautiful, to me. That yeah, that whole album is great. Yeah. Prince. Okay. Great question. Great, great answer. Question. You had your answers yeah. on deck. Marvin right. Gaye was going on. Right. So good. Yeah. Uh, it's hard though, but just three because I'm no, like, just okay, three. Look Stevie, out! Don't don't bring nothing else like, in here. Mm -mm. Yeah. Hard hitting. There's a lot. <laughs> um, Candid Cami asks favorite Canadian delicacies. Ooh. Poutine. Poutine. Uh, that, that makes sense. You really like that. I like it. Well, oh. I've only had the vegan version, so. Uh -huh. But I like yes, it. Yes, I like poutine. I love poutine. Who doesn't like cheese? Who doesn't like oh, gravy? Who doesn't, oh. Have you? You've never had. Have you had real poutine? Like really, the real deal, or have you had Americans' version of poutine? I had it in Montreal. Okay, 
That's about as legit as it gets. But it depends. Before. But where was it? Was it at a fast food place? Was it at a poutine place? Because uh, the whole point is poutine to me, mm-hmm. it should be on like steak fries or thicker fries. They got to yes. be crispy and per- like done perfectly. Yeah. The gravy is supposed to be chicken gravy, not beef gravy. And oh. the curds, there's a difference between Canadian cheese curds and Wisconsin cheese curds. Mm. And it has to do with raw, raw milk, like the raw cheese. Yeah. Like here it's illegal to have raw cheese. There it's like you can have like the raw like on anyway Never but knew. the idea is that the cold squeaky cheese on top of the fries and then you put the gravy on so you're getting like the mix of everything oh you know, the and passion. then i like putting on maple syrup and ketchup too just well to you put the maple extra, syrup and the ketchup on as well jesus christ i would try that though yeah. man i would try that that's a good time that sounds insane but... i feel like you dumped all the favorites at the <laughs> one someone you... someone's there saying <laughs> <laughs> great yeah. question man yeah. Y'all got great questions in here. Yeah, they were coming out with questions rapid fire, like almost instantly. Good. I was like, Ooh. We got another one? Yeah, we have a lot. That's good. Um, Let's do it. Nana P asks, strangest thing that gave you inspiration? Oh. That's a good question. Strangest thing that gave me inspiration? Yeah. Like, did you look at poutine and you're like, you know what? I want something more. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Like, I'll do things or I'll see things and I'll just I'll write about things and disguise them as other things. Like, Thank Heaven for You isn't a love song for a lover. Thank Heaven for You. Even though it sounds very much like one. No, it's for a friend that just, like, took care of me when I was Mm -hmm. really not in a great place. Um, Then there's, like, I I have songs about my dog that sound like love songs. Oh, you dirty bastard. That they sound like straight love songs. (laughs) Yes. That's bad boy class. No, you didn't write I love that. But weirdest inspiration, I can't think. Oh, well, Never Gonna Let You Go was really fun. That was sort of like an Eminem moment for me where I could like get into character. And it wasn't like strange inspiration because it was just about a dude that made me angry. But mm-hmm. um, so then I jumped into a character to be able to write it. But I can't think right now of anything. Like, Who did the guitar on Thank Heaven for You? Was it you? No, I want to say... I want to say during that time it was Ollie Johnson mm. from Canada. I feel like it was Oliver, but I'm not 100%. I know Kamara Cambon produced that with me. I love the guitar on that joint. Um, I think it, I th- that, yeah, I think that acoustic is Ollie. I feel like it is. And I'm sorry if I'm disrespecting any other musician if it was you and not Ollie, but I think it was Ollie. Why the gap between. Breath from another in this album, and and wicked little girls. Yeah. Um. That's a long time. Man. Seven years, yeah. yeah. Seven years between seven album, is, and then seven again, be, seven again between wicked little girls and everything is expensive. You did this on seven purpose. Years. No. Oh. Um. I'm, like, I'm gonna do the seven. You know what I'm saying? I think you know that sophomore record is there's a lot of pressure there. They say you have your whole life to write your first album and in 18 months to write the next one but I had also been really disheartened disillusioned I you know I was promised this big fancy career and then the label fell apart and Mm, you know what label was that I was on work group which was a subsidiary of Sony and then Mm. and that was so it had me Fiona Apple Jamiroquai Free Summer um, Chris, I'm a man out. Mm-hmm. be doing everything. Lenny Kravitz produced. Voice over Lenny Kravitz produced. She's really, yeah. Wow. She was touring with him. You don't remember that? It's a great. It's a great album. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Summer. Chris um, Summer, man. Shout out mm-hmm. to her. So, uh, 
Yeah, and then they fell apart, and I got inherited by Sony, and I asked them to let me go, and they did. And then... So Wicked Little Girls wasn't Sony. No, that was Warner Reprise. Okay. I feel like that happens a lot to artists. Yeah, but like when I signed to Warner, Uh KRS-One was head of Urban, and he was the reason that I signed. Okay. I remember like the greatest moment for me was like meeting him and saying like, little did I know when I was making my records, I was helping to give birth to an Estero. And when he said that to me, I was like, I'm dead. That's it. Like (laughs) KRS, man. Man. And And he was head... Yeah, he was head of that department when I signed there. And yeah. I felt like, because he looked at me and he was like, you were hip hop. Like he understood right. who my audience was, how I felt about them, what the music was, that it was a part of that. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, yeah, I really loved him so much. And then um, and then he left. Oh, man. <laughs> and like there was like regime changes and all that That's sort of stuff. That's what I hear a lot of and from then, artists, yeah, man. And then I just also was struggling to, you know... Right, and then I was struggling with personal issues, mm. and you know, and like I said, it was a small town that came from like I was a small town kid that came from nothing that suddenly have more money than anyone in my family, and right. like, and then I had a drug problem, mm. I was drinking, I was like just living life and like right. buying all my friends' fancy dinners oh. and like you know, flying yeah. people to concerts and just like being a 21 year old kid right with a lot of dough with new money (laughs) money. i wish i knew you during the new money fly me out you would you would like (laughs) did crazy stuff yeah i was like enjoying i was also enjoying you know all that came with that i met a lot of my heroes at that time was going to concerts with them and doing stuff and yeah living it up and trying and i but you know there was depression always Mm -hmm. struggled with that um, deep depression stuff and feeling unworthy and feeling i remember there was an entire period where i was like you know i used to be such a voracious reader and i was an interesting person my whole life and i came from this interesting place and i had so much to say and now now I can fly to my apartment in LA whenever I don't want to be in Toronto and I'm living this fancy life. And I was like, what could I possibly have to say that anybody would want to hear? Mm. Like, I just felt like I had, didn't have value. Right. You know, um, I was like, what am I living that anyone would, you know, um, cause life got good. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and I, so, you know, but as we get older, we get to recalibrate all of that and our ideas right. about mm-hmm. art and what, connecting really is and that we can connect in joy and not just in like deep sadness right, and that for sure. you know so mm-hmm. wow what what was your state of mind when you were recording wicked little girls um, what what was the vibe for you during that process were you in a good place on and off there were there were parts of it that i was not parts of it that i was yeah um i have like spotty memories of different things i have weird memories of like the studio i would go into and every day i had this like ritual that i would have to play um california love at full blast before we started mm-hmm. and um crooked booty by dungeon family those were like my crooked high tracks booty. <laughs> 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 crooked booty. um but yeah same it was you know i'm a late bloomer mm-hmm. i think as far as like mental health and and well-being and like taking care of myself and um like finding i think i'm still trying to find my place in the world yeah the time you know but i've also i've been sober now for like a like over a decade okay yeah yeah okay then sober life Mm -hmm. since you're meats meat and bacon's all i got don't take it away from me you You know what i mean (laughs) since you are into hip-hop i'm gonna ask you 
your five favorite hip hop albums of all time. Hard hitting questions here on verbal. Okay, cardio. and they're not in order, like that's fine. Any just order. in the five. Any order. I'm gonna say Cardinal Official Fire, start of volume one, okay. is one of my favorites. Canadian because cat. it yeah, and it's and it's not just because he's Canadian, mm. but he managed to capture and narrate a very specific period of time and an mm. energy in that city and and the culture. Yeah. You know, where you have all of these kids that are like second generation um West Indian kids and that culture permeates the youth in Toronto and yeah. I really love especially like Bacardi slang and all that like yeah I and old time Killeen um okay so we've got that um I'm gonna be like bizarre right through far side okay for sure yeah that's a great far album side, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I was fresh in the driving game during that album I had that tape so I listened to it a lot yeah um Stankonia. Okay. Um, I feel like I can't talk about my favorite hip hop stuff, and it's not even necessarily an album, but just as a person and as an MC. Like Devin the Dude is one of my favorites oh, of Devin all time, dude. and I know it's really random, but yeah. like I just love Devin. I the like dude. Devin the Dude. I was in the he's, bathroom. He's in my top. He's in my top five rappers of yeah. all time. Like. I like I Devin the Dude really a lot. I really love him. Yeah. Okay, so we've got, what do we have so far? So we, we got, got Cardi, we got Stankonia. And we got Farside. God, I feel like I could add Equemini in there too. Like, I mean, just, you know what I'm like, I get it. <laughs> Equemini um, is my favorite outcast. I was tied with the first one. Oh, but, so we have similar. So oh, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm like. I love Equemini. <laughs> okay, man. okay, good. Fantastic album. Um,. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's to tough, like, man. Hard hitting questions, man. Because you're talking about like, mm -hmm. well, don't go to the phone. I can't go to the phone to nah, look at man, like look my, at, mm -hmm. like to look at my library. Nah. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, God. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it anyway. Hard I don't do as hidden. I'm told. I really don't do as I'm told. Um. Oh, it's funny when it comes up. Do, 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 do. Mm. Devin the dude, he was his his debut album. He was on the toilet, yeah. on the album yeah. cover. Yeah, he was in the bathroom, boo boy. I'm gonna have to say the pimp a butterfly is gonna have okay. to be there because I mm. really do feel like he needs his flowers while he's here. Like that album sounds like nothing else. Exactly mm. to me, that's a jazz record. Yeah, this sounds like nothing else. I call that album up homage collage mm -hmm. because he literally is paying homage to every artist that he loves and he's doing it loud and proud he's not hiding any of his influences and that's what i love i really hate it when people try to pretend that they're super original mm -hmm. when the fact is is that none of us are like what makes us unique is our combination of influences right so like the fact that i grew up listening to Devin the Dude and Patsy Klein and Igor Stravinsky is what makes me me. Right. Yeah. So like I like to, it's like the combo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the combo. The uh what's the what's the food in Canada? Uh poutine. The poutine. The poutine. It's a lot, it's a lot it's going, a lot on, going on. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The poutine. How many you... did I say so far? Just five. That's so five. we got okay, so we good. got uh Outcast, yeah. which is two like, Outcast two albums. albums. Far side. Far side. Cardinal Official. Uh, and, Kendrick, and Lamar, Kendrick Lamar and no, we did five because I said I said Stankonia and Equemini. Okay, so you keeping those two? Uh huh. 
Wait, I feel like she named one more. I'm not tripping. I did Cardi. Cardi, Outkast, Two Outkast, and Kendrick. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Give me one more. <laughs> We're going to merge Outkast into one. Give me one more. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's funny. I keep... It just keeps popping into my mind, but graduation keeps popping into my mind. Kanye? Yeah, but that's a that album feels really good to me. That album, if you li- if you really listen to it, most of the tracks are very uplifting, aspirational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the good life and uh, you know, wait till I get my money right and like, you know, it's very you could tell yeah. Kanye was in a good place when he made mm-hmm. that album. And then after that. We got 808s and My Dark Twisted, yeah. so you see the transition. Although I think the first album may be more, but... College Dropout? Yeah. Love that album. I think maybe I would... Maybe more than Graduation, actually. I think College Dropout might be... Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love College Dropout. I don't know why, because I don't know that if anyone ever generally would ask me in my top five if I would say that was it, but it's just for some reason I'm thinking about it right now because yeah. it narrated a certain time as well mm-hmm. for me. There was like that record... And then this record by this Canadian artist named Sam Roberts called We Were Born in a Flame. And I was listening to them at the same time because I didn't mm. have a shower. I only had a bathtub. So okay. every day I had to take a bath. Oh, man. And so I would listen to them while I was in the bath. Yeah. And I just have like those are as a whole. It's just like a great album as a whole piece. Mm-hmm. College Dropout is yeah. like all the way through. Yeah. This, I couldn't stop listening to that album when it hit the streets. What are yours? Oh, snap. <laughs> You're asking these questions back, huh? My top five hip hop albums: Illmatic, Into the Wu Tang, Thirty Six Chambers, mm. Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh God, how did I leave out Lauren? No, look out, look out! No, this is this okay, is my I moment wanna, right I'm over here. Move, no, I'm, I'm going to move Kanye get... over for that Miseducation, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's, that's a way better record. Sorry, Miseducation. Yeah, a lot of people argue that it's technically not hip hop because she sings a lot, but I ain't trying to hear none of that. It's hip hop. Um, Tell that to Fonte. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They could say it about women, but like, come on. Okay, Man. So. Um, Fonte sings all the time. Uh, what was that, three? Yeah. Nas, yeah, Wu Tang, Miseducation, Lauryn Hill, mm-hmm. Doggy Style mm-hmm. by Snoop Dogg. Even though, you know, I'm not disrespectful McGee like that, but I know all the words to the disrespect in that mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, <laughs> Fifth, Let, let's do The Infamous by Mob Deep. Okay. So that's probably my five. Solid. But I could have threw in, I could have threw in Southern Playlistic or Equimini. I could have threw in Things Fall Apart or Do You Want More by The Roots. I could have threw in B by Common or Like Water for Chocolate. It's so many. Mm-hmm. So I just gave, you know, just to give a five. Just, you know, to it's, absorb the hard hitting. You have okay, Yeah. <laughs> um, Next question. Somebody in the comments says New York heavy. It is. But that's what I gravitate I mean, to towards in my <laughs> hip hop taste. Uh, you know, and in his love York. life, you know what I'm saying? But you know, <laughs> I, anyway, leave me alone, y'all. Um <laughs> We gonna have to have you back, actually. Yeah, you gotta come Cause back. Cause you you are fantastic at this. Thank you. Yeah, like Do you wanna you, have a podcast together? Should we do something? Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Like I got to have you back for sure because there's so much more that I want to talk to you about, but, you know, time is limited. Um, Aren't you your own boss? 
Yeah. Ooh, then I just call you out. But you know, but the studio, you know, it's just, you know what I mean. Uh, top five <laughs> movies. Yes, sir. Top five movies. Are you a movie person? I am. Okay. What's your five favorite? You're getting on the spaceship. You're leaving the planet. Harold and Maude. Ooh. See, I like that you ready with this. That's yeah. That mm-hmm. was quick. Princess Bride. Ooh, great movie. Haven't seen Harold and Maude though. I haven't seen it. Oh, so good. Yeah. So I have them. I have them tattooed on me. Oh, you got them yeah. tattooed. Oh, That's how deep it goes. Yeah. I thought Princess you know what Bride I thought we'd so end good. up talking about Gem and the Holograms because we're the same age. Remember Jam and the Holograms? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So I have them all tattooed on. on really? And the Misfits. Did you watch the? Oh, uh, the didn't they just do a movie? I would never. Okay. I. That's why I got the tattoos. Yeah. To like never, <laughs> never forget never. who they actually were. Jim and the Holograms. Um, okay, yeah, no, so we got Harold and Maude, Princess yeah, Bride, Princess Bride, Coming to America. Oh. Um. Yeah. Uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? Okay. Is have you seen it? Elizabeth Taylor. And I've Richard heard Burton. a lot about it, but I haven't. It's seen phenomenal, it. and you have to watch it like once just for the cinematography, uh-huh. once for the like the acting, once for like the writing, yeah. once for the direction. It's so oh, there's wow. so much that every time I watch it, I pick up something else. It is really heavy, uh-huh. but it's excellent. Okay, um, I'll check that out. Uh, Neverending Story. Ooh, we were just <laughs> talking, we were just about, talking that. about that. We saw a dog that looked like Falcor. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Obo looks, looks like Falcor. Falcor. <laughs> oh, that's a cute little pup. Falcor. Funny story about Neverending Story. Oh, uh, yes. Sabrina's please. heard it. <laughs> when I was, I'm the youngest of three boys. Yeah. So there was a period in my life where I was terrified of scary movies. Me too. American Werewolf in London ruined me. And, and I went through a period where I couldn't handle certain movies I was like, I so i thought never in the story was gonna be scary right so my dad took us to the movies he would take us to the movies every weekend so my brothers want to see never in the story and i'm You're like... throwing a straight fit <laughs> let's watch the jungle book i'm crying i'm campaigning yeah because i know i can go to the jungle book safely and I was just like, no. And they were just like looking at me like, man, come on, man. Never in the story. You know what I'm saying? We ain't seen this. Don't nobody want to see the Jungle Book. But I was like, I campaigned so hard. My dad took us to see the Jungle Book. Then cut to when I watched Never in the Story and on video. Yeah. I loved the shit out of it. Do you know that like, my brother's oops. still upset with me about we had to leave E.T. because I was terrified of E.T. Oh, wow. As soon as I saw him, I started crying. Oh. And... You know, I was born in 78, uh-huh. so, of course, um, Return of the Jedi came out one yeah, year. 83. Yeah. I was terrified of Yoda, so oh, I, like, Yoda? I ruined it. For and now I'm a huge I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like, I'm yeah. a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. And a Trekkie. I'm one of those weird people that I love both. Right. I ride for both. But, yeah, my brother's still salty at me for, for, like, ruining two epic films for him. I'm, and I'm sure my brothers are still mad at me for uh-huh. that because I threw a straight... Yeah. And I was just like, the jungle book. And they was just. (laughs) What did you think was going to be scary? Maybe the nothing, the wolf? Did you see, like, was it? Oh, yeah. He was was scary, though. Pretty for that time. I don't know what it was. Was that from the second one? No, it was the first one. The wolf is the first one. And the second one's the nothing. The nothing. Yeah. Never in the story. It might have been the dog. Yeah, it might have been that. Falco? Oh, Falco? It was something that I was like. 
uh-uh, in the preview, no, you're man, like, no. I was out because I was like, oh, and it's like the rain and the dark and the library with the blanket over his head. When did that movie like, come yeah. out? Eighty four. Never ending. Because that'll that'll give me that'll pinpoint mm-hmm. how fragile I 84. was. Eighty four. Eighty four. So, okay, eighty four. I got exposed to American Werewolf in London. I want to oh, say. Yeah. 82, 83, mm-hmm. we were living in Vincennes in that old haunted apartment. And so I used to watch Howling by myself as a kid. Nobody else was up. I would watch it. I don't know what... American Werewolf in London terrified me, and then The Shining shortly thereafter. Yeah. So it was just like... I just went to see The Shining oh, in the cemetery. Yeah. One of the scariest movies. You saw it in the cemetery? Just it, was it Hollywood? Hollywood Forever. Oh. Hollywood Forever. Yeah. They be doing that, man. Yeah, I want to go. It's not actually funny. It's actually... Or it's not scary. Now yeah. that you go see it as an adult, right? it's like... That movie doesn't creep It's you also out? problematic, too. Like, there's moments in there that you're like... Oh, yeah. Mm. Especially when you hear about Some stuff the making mean. of it. It pisses me off. Yeah. Because of what the director put Shelley Duvall through. Oh, yeah. It she, really pisses yeah. me off. And I didn't... What happened? He, he, to get a performance out of her, he had her do so many takes over and over again mm-hmm. that she was having nervous breakdowns. Oh. She was, it was just like ridiculous. And he's already like that. Yeah. Like he, he'll be like 80 takes. Kubrick was, yeah. And so he put her through the ringer for that movie. And it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, you ruined this woman's soul. It's for this. beautiful, mm-hmm. like watching it. But I didn't even want to go. My friend had tickets and he asked me and then I, he didn't have anyone else to go. And yeah. I really enjoy spending time with my friend. And mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, I hate this movie, but you're fun, so I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst date ever. He was like, man, so you hate the movie, huh? <laughs> you hate the movie? I'm like, I like, but then I watched it and uh-huh. I was like, oh, I don't hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't scary. No, but I'm not into scary movies. Okay. I'm like mm-hmm. not they really. They have no effect I like. No, they do. Okay. Like my thing, like if a guy asked me if I want to like go see a horror movie, I'm like, are you gonna stay over and spoon me for two weeks? Like mm. after because I you know be up for it's a while. yeah, it depends what it is. Like I like psychological thrillers. I like anything that's about serial killers. Like mm. anything with Sigourney Weaver, uh. like and like you know uh, Harry Connick Jr. Copycat, yeah. like oh, copycat, Seven yeah. Fallen, yeah, like, those type of joints. You all in? Yeah, Bone Bone Collector, like yes. anything like that. I really like. But if it has to do with with the exception um fallen actually is a little scary for me to watch by myself but like if it's about like um look drink your water there's my oh, alarm yes. um it's if it's now. about like yeah. ghosts oh that's where you draw the line i can't um, like i can't do like ghosty stuff what about alone possession yeah like alone it's a pen. Yeah, so I can't can watch those people. alone, or like okay. I can't like we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about like your sleeping arrangements for the next couple mm-hmm. weeks because I get real freaked out, like, and I'm sensitive. To be honest with you, I don't think I could watch a scary movie by myself. Man. Just to be totally honest with you, I love doing that. Like I can't. Like she'll, I'll be on the road. She'd be like, I'm watching this. I'm just like, how? So like, I don't smoke personally. weed, and when I was. I used to when I was younger and I moved in by myself to this apartment. I had two roommates, but they hadn't moved in yet. And I watched Poltergeist because it was on the TV. I smoked Mm. a little bit of weed. And I'm one of those people when I smoke weed, I don't get cool. I get like super paranoid. Mm. I watched Poltergeist by myself high. And I was like, I'll never smoke weed again. That's (laughs) another movie that ruined my life. Um, Yeah. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. The clown under the bed. And the goddamn dude that was looking in the mirror and he was hallucinating that his face was peeling off. Yeah, like I, I was done. Yeah, no, that's done. Good. But 
as an adult, I like well, getting scared. Well, I grew scared. up with ghosts in my house, too. Oh, so, oh uh, that's a whole nother. We got to have you back. Yeah, because yeah. we love Just ghosts. Just for this. We love ghosts. We are nuts. Yeah. I've yeah. had two places that had them with very different energies. Like, one, it was like he was like a trickster and a prankster. And we mm-hmm. called him, like, I think his name was, like, Fred. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's just Fred. Like Drop Fred Dead Fred. Used to, but then, oh, I love that movie. I love that I movie. Love that it's movie so Drop good. Drop Dead Fred. That, yeah. yeah. Are I love we the same movie. age, you and I? No, She's I'm 36. Okay. Yeah. But I'm a yeah. baby. <laughs> but then the, my, the house my, that I grew up in, they had the maple trees. Yes. That place, there was some dark shit there. And was I, it? I, oh. I hated being there by myself. That house was over 100 years old. I hated being Ooh. there alone. There was something in the basement. And there was oh. something in my closet that oh. was like, I did not like. Yeah. I need these stories. They already said in the comments, see you next Tuesday. We need the haunted house stories immediately. Yes. Would you come back and do this again? I would. Too. You just yes. saying that on air and then then go ghost like no we, I would love to I would absolutely yeah. love to we we need to get to the oils oh hey oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah for sure yeah. also Astero has fantastic merch oh man I got the shorts that sweatshirt got... you sent me I love have that have you seen joint. the ones I've been making oh yeah yeah. I got some uh, Jordan ones that I can gotta, go with this. I gotta make you one like this. Yes, I want it. This one's mine. This is my favorite one. I want it. It even like I burned it with the iron a bit. Like I deliberately distressed them. Hmm. But I bleach washed this. I did everything. Oh, oh that's this is amazing. Dope. Yeah. That looks super dope. I can rock that. I love this. Here, put it on. Try yeah. that. Do it. You know what, what size is this? That's I think a large. Okay. Oh, it's an extra large. Oh, it's an extra large. Right yeah, yeah. I like them big. You can't have it though, but I will make I'm you. Just one. put it on. Just yeah, yeah. And yeah, then right. leave that, and then leave with so it. So yeah, I've then... been making <laughs> pandemic hustle. Started making oils mm-hmm. because I've been wearing the same smell for like 20 years, mm-hmm. and I had this idea during the pandemic. Obviously, we can't tour, we can't do all this stuff, and I was like, what if? I just thought I was being cute. I was like, what if I sell my oil that I wear because mm. I get it wholesale from this lady. I have this one lady in that makes stuff for me, and I was like, what if I? just put a cute label on it and I start bottling it myself and I call it smells like a sterile. And then people were like, I met you at your concert in 98. You smell fucking amazing. Yo, she she <laughs> you know? smelled amazing when she walked in here. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, but then I started like okay, making Tony. more. Ooh, and like be, learning oh, about it. Oh, that looks good on you. Come on now. Y'all see it. That looks good. Boom. That looks good. Okay. I see the dog fur on it. i actually made a bunch for cardi cardi really liked them and i made him like three or four pieces i made him a jamaican one like a jamaican flag estero thing oh that's dope dope. Uh uh-huh oh make a puerto rican dominican you want one yeah a lot of flags (laughs) i can totally i can totally custom one for you so then mm -hmm. thank you so i made smells like estero that's what i'm wearing that's, what, see, that's the lightest one. You're not going to be able to smell it because that's what I smell like. What are, the, what are the notes in that one? So really, Smells Like a Stero is the lightest, clearest, nicest form of Egyptian musk that I have ever found in my 20 years. It's like a really special, clear musk. And my thing, too, was like I learned how to turn them into colognes because I love oil, but I'm also sloppy. So like... I will, I get migraines, so that's why I don't wear perfumes generally, but I would find, like, I'll put on my clothes, and you're supposed to put oil on after the shower, right? Mm-hmm. So it spreads, and I would, like, put on all my clothes, and it's the last thing I grab before I leave the house. I'm like, mm-mm-mm-mm. and then I go, uh-uh, and then I'm an idiot, and I do that, and now I have, like, oil stains on my shirt. Oh, so I, I was like, that. man, I was like, if only I could find, an Egy- <laughs> like, an that. Egyptian musk or a musk that I could 
braid mm -hmm. and then I learned how to make one. Mm -hmm. So, um, so I make this one and then, um, and then this is called smells like bang. This is a smell that's like my best girlfriend from Toronto. We used to, she always wore her smell and I have mine. And when we would move out into different cities or be apart, we would exchange oils so mm. that we could like, you know, like smell like each other. Right. This one's like, here, I'm going to spray. So oh. just underneath like, whoop. so oh. I combined that and this today. Ooh. So this is like the lightest form Sweet. of like cotton candy toasted marshmallow. Uh, like sweet smell. Let that alcohol kind of dissipate. Oh, it is very cotton yeah. candy. -ish. Yeah. But not so like that's overly not over the top. like it's not yeah. gonna give me a headache. So then yeah. I, I brought you one as an oil as well. So oh, like smells this like is bang. like oil. Is that tomahawk bang? No. Oh. <laughs> and then okay. So then I've got Black Sounds Mermaid. Good, Black so Mermaid. Black Mermaid. Shout out to that song. This is like if you like I don't wear this one. I really like it, but I don't wear it because I like sort of the lighter smells. This is like if you're a person that likes Chanel number no. five. Kind of it's more like Ooh. perfumey. Yeah, but it's still it's like a mecca mud. It's like it's perfumey, but it's still very like natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll make you like that. It's yeah. That's you nice. like that one? That's I can see it's Tony smelling like that. Like, yeah. 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 I like that one. And then okay, so this is Heaven Scent. Oh. I love a good pun. Yeah. I love a good pun, you see. Heaven Scent. Scent. <laughs> okay. It's a thicker oil. I normally have really great bottles, but I, I ran out, so I had to like quickly order some. Hold on. And these could be good. Okay, so smell that. Look at that. We already got the links Ooh. in the comment section. Oh, That's people, so are, people yeah. are linking. Thank you. See, this is why so y'all need to be a part of the Patreon. This one will come in and out as the day fades. Like, it'll oh. change. You like that one? This is super light. Ah, yeah. Some good smells going on yeah. here, yo. Superheroes. 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 And if you need okay, to cleanse your nasal palate, you just smell oh, the inside it. of your arm. Okay, so oh, superheroes. One. This one's to me, they're all unisex. This one to me, oh, that's coming off, is like the most sort of masculine. Well, let me get in. Smelling. Yeah, manhood. I feel like scents in general should just be unisex because I like the way yeah. that women smell in men's I like cologne. Women's deodorant. So it smells like yeah. bang. And I know so opposite, many dudes yeah. that love this. Like yeah. and it's like cotton candy toasted marshmallow s'mores yeah. and like you like that? Super I really feel like we shouldn't gender, gender smells because But if you're going on the traditional oh. yep. Yeah. We always smell smelling clean. good, y'all. That's that what it like is. It smells like clean. Yeah. Superhero smells really clean, y'all. So if you yeah, Ooh. country living. I like that. Country living, country man. Country living. The now this is like a traditional nineteen sixties super unisex like Egyptian musk. Yeah. This is like just look at those <laughs> <Yeah>. stars. <laughs> you said you liked fruity, so I brought you that girl. This is Coco Mango. Okay. Oh yes, I love anything Coco. Man, this... Let's see if that's like. Oh. Oh. You like? A second. Y'all, And don't lie if there's ones that you don't like, because not every oil is for oh. every person, right? So it's like got out my nose. This is very. Yeah, I'm feeling this country living. It's literally this literally smells like cocoa mango, yeah. like the combination. Oh, I'm still in this shirt, y'all. This is oh, it smells like. I don't care what she said. Everybody in choose. the chat. <laughs> I'm still in the shirt. All right, okay. This one I brought. She said uh, you liked vanilla. Country living. This is swallow me. To me, this smells like cake batter. Now with vanilla scent, some kind of picky. Sorry. Ooh. 
smells like Estero is so good, and so is uh, Bang. I like What's that country. Smells like Bang. Smells like Bang. And I just put new labels I love of that. actual like Rena Bang. That's, oh, this is mad. Sweet. It says "Make Courage Your Parade" because that's how she used to sign out her um, postcards. Yo, you on this something, man. And it's got pictures of her as oh, a baby and her dog. You um, really on the something like with this? Yeah, this smells yeah. great. Okay, and so then we have that country okay. living. So Indigo Boy is. Oh. Now this one, this, this is one is so special. It comes as an oil, but I made you a spray because I'm I'm waiting on my new batch that I made. Okay. So Indigo Boy smells like when you first cut out the gate, it smells mm. like freshly poured Coca Cola, which I hate. Right? Oh, like it's wow. like very syrupy sweet. Oh. But after it sits on your skin for 20 minutes, like uh. literally, I sprayed it on myself. And I was like, ah, on my arm, and then like the next day uh. or like later on that night, I was in bed and I was like. <laughs> I literally will sit on the couch because I wear my I wear smells like a sterile. That's my thing. And if I ever mix anything, I do it with smells like bang. But mm. I literally will like last night very deliberately just sprayed my hand and then just sat there like. Oh wow! Like, nice. Yeah. Repeatedly. So it's well, it's this or this is my special combination. I'm mm. not making it available yet, but this is you can do it yourself. This is Indigo Boy mixed with Heaven Scent together. Mm. Okay. And it's like, actually, this is with OG Bitch, which I'm out of, but they, they smell really similar if you mix them. So, mm. okay. So OG this is, bitch. let's see, where are you free? I know, right? Hold on. Okay. I'm give it to me. Right here. All right. So, okay. Just give it a second. Let it, it marinate. Don't smell it yet? Yeah, give it a second. I do smell the Coca-Cola. Though. Right. It's like real sweet. Mm -hmm. Here, you want to? Yeah, let's do this. The Coca-Cola is oh, coming through. Just give it a second. And, you know, everybody knows I'm not a soda guy like that. You're going to have to, like, you'll smell it later. Okay. And then this one. Okay. This is the combo. We're running out of spots. We're running out of spots. This is the my knee. This is the one. This is the one actually was sitting there just, like, smelling myself last night. I'll put it on top of it. Oh, because it might as well. It's like a bun. Of anyway, I like this one right here. I'm telling you, later today you're gonna be perving out on your own hand, like. <sighs> oh. And then okay, so this is a new mm. one, and I'm I actually brought this today because I'm this is a new one I made, and I want you to name it because oh. I don't have a name for it. Yet. Oh, you want me to name? Yeah. Oh, the pressure. But you good at that? You need to cleanse your palate. Yeah, right. I got right. I got Eighty cents need, on me right we now. We need coffee beans. Mm -hmm. I think this coffee beans. You can roll around some coffee okay, grounds. Hold on, I'm gonna get coffee beans. I definitely still scent. smell. No, you smell all of it. Yeah, right it smell everything. Man. <laughs> Does it smell good in here though? Yeah. We in here. Smell, right. Okay, smell that. Ooh, that's subtle. Hold on. <laughs> What's funny is it's not. I'm just so used to it now. I can't smell anything. This is very like. Masculine, in my opinion. It's real buttery, like dark Ooh. buttery. Does it? Yeah. I know. Technically, we're not even supposed to smell them like out the bottle. You're supposed to smell them on your skin. Right. Oh. Here, clear that out. Ooh. Okay, now smell it. <laughs> Damn, I took it in too tough. <laughs> Man, that makes a difference. Ooh. Wow. I am not a coffee fan. I like this one. Yeah. I can't even describe it. Me neither. I was trying to get my, my words together. I, was, I, can't, I can't just 
I can't describe it Let me it smell it again after the yeah. coffee grind. So I've got the oils section. So if you go to Astero.net and then there's numerous Ooh. sections of the site. There's like music. Like there's um, handmade goodies, um, like handmade <sighs> goodies and collectibles. <laughs> and that's where I'm selling the oils. And then mm -hmm. there's like the stuff like handmade, custom made shirts. You mean basically. like the shirt that I so just basically, stole from you? So basically it's like <laughs> right. you're getting merch and like a custom piece and music memorabilia all in one, oh, right? Yeah. Like basically, because they're all handmade by me. But then, but those are a little more expensive, right? Because I'm making them. This is like my custom stuff. But if you want like just a regular t-shirt at a regular price, you go to back to the home page of the store and you go to apparel. And that's mm. the stuff that's like digitally printed. So like I brought you guys one of these. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Do you wear mediums? No, no, you're a large. large. I brought this for you. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I do appreciate you guys. Oh, like, you oh, know, we just trying to live over time. here. We talking ghost stories. We talking further in. And it, and I want you guys to just, I'm going to give you all these oils. Oh, and yeah. then you can oh, sort of. Wait, did you name it? Not yet. Or yeah. if there's any that you're not into, let me know and I'll keep them. Oh, coffee. Coffee but if brown. there's ones that, if you want to keep them all, you can keep them all and you can kind of decide over time what you like. Passion 8 said, I just bought her rainbow set of eight perfume oils. Yay! Oh, so Thank you. Go. I'm going to go home and make them today. Let's go. And someone said, why don't you call it the bakery? Oh. The bakery? The bakery. The bakery. It does have like a. It does. Like a, it's got a very buttery. Yeah. Smell. Said buttery. Mm -hmm. You said buttery too. I'll call it the bakery. Shout out to Marie Milian. The patron saints coming yeah. in. Yeah. Do like I have this. to give I'm you a, a piece? I need this in my life too because I, I got some Jordans I can wear with these. Yeah, that's nice. You I like got that Jordans one? I can wear with, with I have everything. another one at home like this. I'm going to give it to you. Yes, please. That's a wrap. Um, huh? Oh. The bakery. Um, it's Marie, right? Thank you so much for oh, wait, coming. Yeah, this was great. And bringing gifts Aww. and smell goods. Yeah. And good times, great energy, great conversation. We're going to have you back. I'm your dealer from now on, though, okay? Yes. Look, oil the, dealer. Oil dealer. My oil <laughs> yeah. connect, my plug. <laughs> it's All official. That. When people be like, who is that? I want Stero. everybody, I implore you guys to check out the Sterols albums. Yes. Um, Breath from Another is one of my favorite albums. You remember when I made a list of my favorite singers, and you were on there? Um, you remember that recently? that post I made? This was like a few years ago. Okay. I had uh, Amel Larue. Oh, that's she. Oof. You. Uh, to me, Amel Larue is the greatest, oh, the man, greatest she, singer of our generation. She's fantastic, hands down. She's our Ella. If she's I can great. get her on verbal cardio, my nose oh, my is gonna bleed. I think you could. I don't know. She follows me on Twitter, but she's not active on on the social. Want me to ask? Her? Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. I'll ask her. We need to start using if other you, people's if plugs. If you do, <laughs> I'll tell her what a good time I had. Oh yes. please! I, she's one of my absolute favorites. She's it, incredible. It was like Jill Scott, Mel LaRue, you, Erica Badu. Oh my God! What and, company uh, I'm in? Did that, and that's what you said when I posted mm -hmm. it. Uh, but this was years ago. You know what I'm saying? I'm but, like. Brandy to me vocally mm -hmm. is like that's a voice that just when I hear her tone. What's your favorite Brandy song? Right here, right now. 
one song, Brandy Norwood. Uno. You. Well, I have like an emotional connection to a particular song because I used to play it for my dog mm. when he was like dying. Oh, <laughs> like snap. that was like our song. But oh man. Was I like I mean the no, oh, no. I yeah, love yeah, I love the Full Moon album. But um the the um the I never do anything that pleases you so um better off apart. I really like apart. Apart. Okay. Because the whole thing, mm. it sounds like she's singing it. It's like they put a backwards effect on her voice, but they didn't. She's like her own backwards reverb. Oh, wow. That's dope. Like, so just like as a vocal, like mm. me nerding out over her mastery. Yeah. Like a vocal production. Yeah. Okay. That and Full Moon. I mean, that album. Full is Moon. Like... Full Moon reminds me of an older song. It reminds me of, what's her name? Laura Flanagan. When the night has gone. Wait, what? Ah, Laura Brannigan. Like, <laughs> Laura Brannigan. Do you, you know you no, know that song? Do do do, do do do. Ah, can I play it on here? Yeah, why not? No, I mean, I'm gonna oh, get it. You get... I do it after after we stop recording. I want everybody in on this to know what song I'm talking about. Or we can just cut this one little part. Just remember. One like has come and the land is no, no, like, stand by me. Hold on, but you're singing it like stand by me. You right? Hold on. All right, Lord um, Brannigan. Is it self controlled? Yes. Okay, boom. But can we play it? Oh my god, we gonna we gonna play it, but oh, all right. So we won't play it. Yeah. Okay, listen, listen to. Full Moon by Brandy, and listen to Self Control by Laura Brannigan. And you can hear the similarities in, I, I want to say the melody or like the production. I don't know, because this, this song from Laura is like in the 80s. Yeah, but, Laura uh, Brannigan, who also did, um, she has another. Oh, what was her big song? Because I love it. Gloria. Yeah, she, she did Gloria. Yeah. yeah. Which she didn't write. That's an Italian. It's yeah. an Italian song. Italians love the Gloria. Mm, they do. Yeah. I dated Forget an about Italian it. for a while. Gloria. He would sing it in Italian next yeah. to me. It was amazing. You know, my stepmother's name is Gloria. Yeah. Um, and, and oh, my favorite Brandy song is uh, Almost Doesn't Count. I just oh. love that song. I love that song for some reason. Oh, God. It's always so in my head. And it's like, what's your favorite Brandy song? Uh, God. Yeah. Best have... Friend? Friends no, make um, I want to be down. I want to be down. Yeah, because that one makes me feel good. Okay. Yeah. I think. And then I the like, video. I like the. I have this memory of one time I played in Atlanta, mm -hmm. and I started the show. And sometimes I'm just in a mood, right? And like it was when I was doing my acoustic tour, so that felt very like you're in my living room. And then the whole set, I don't have a set list. People just yell shit at me, and yeah. I would take requests. And I remember in Atlanta, I came out and I just have my computer, I plugged it into the stereo system and I lip synced Have You Ever for the oh. audience. Like oh, wow. just because I was have like because I was just like I'd been listening to it in the car right. and I was like, yeah. I'm just still in this place. And I was like, I'm gonna take you with me. Right. Might as well. I literally yes. just like Brandy lip synced all of Have You Ever and like just enjoyed it on yeah. the stage before my set. That's dope. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. And let me know if y'all hear the similarities between the two songs or, or am I just tripping? Cause, cause the melody of uh, "Full Moon" reminds me of that song, "Self Control," 
And when when we when we cut the feed, the verses or the chorus. Really, really, the production. It's it's really more so the production okay. than the actual lyrics. That's such a great album. To me, that's a producer's album. Like every producer, I feel like that's school for them. The mm-hmm. Full Moon album. Full I'm like moon. if you want to call yourself a producer, right. you need to own that record and learn it inside out and hear everything they did from both from like musical production and vocal production. It okay. is next level to me. All right. That album's like perfection. Full moon. And not enough people talk about the Full Moon album. Mm-mm. That is such a good album. Full Moon is a great song. I like that song too. Any other questions? Uh, oh my god, there was there was there was so many. There were so many that we can't we can't. You know what? I'll I will end it off with this. Okay. What's one thing people assume about Canadians you think isn't true? Well, my assumption was shot dead in this episode. <laughs> I thought they would, man. They always say Canadians are like overly nice. If you watch this uh, cartoon called Forget About It, mm-hmm. it's about this uh, mob family that had to go into hiding and they went into hiding in in Canada. Yeah. And like everybody's like overly nice and like oblivious and stuff like that. And then like, uh, what else do people assume? I don't know. It's hard because it's like saying, what do people assume about Americans? Because you've got this huge culture, but with so many subcultures, right? And so many different people. So it's weird that people can lump Canadians as a whole Mm -hmm. whole, uh, into Mm -hmm. each other because that's like when people talk about Americans. I mean, what is the They lump us all together. Right, yeah, which is like, as you know, Mm. you can't really do that. It's so, there's so much diversity. I mean, I don't know if people, this is where I turn into like Wikipedia, but like, I'm so proud of my city and where I'm from. um, And the records I make are because of where I'm from. And it's, Toronto's the most multicultural city in the world. It's 49% ethnic. People sometimes are shocked. I've had people ask me, crazy questions Mm -hmm. like i remember once i was in brooklyn actually Mm -hmm. at a pizza place and this guy said uh at the pizza place he was like y'all got pizza in canada oh wow and like i was super dry (laughs) and i said well we used to but the like in i was like well in 1967 we (laughs) finally got pizza but the ovens kept melting our igloos so like it was outlawed in 19 you know whatever and he was like say word yeah i feel like in brooklyn they would believe Um, say word yeah like but i've had people be like you got black people in canada (laughs) i've had people ask me I've had people when I mentioned I'm Jewish, like there's are there Jews in Canada? Are there like just (laughs) as you're from Canada? (laughs) Yeah, like misconceptions. I mean, yes, we are nice. I think there's a general. It depends on the city, you Mm -hmm. know. Like Toronto's very passive aggressive in its own way, Mm -hmm. you know. And I realized that I've become very Americanized in a lot of ways when I would travel back there. There was a period where, like, I was here, but I held on to my Canadianness, my culture that I was so proud of. Mm-hmm. But then I would, like, go home and, like, I spent so much time here being like, I'm not one of you. Okay. I'm not mm-hmm. one of you, you know. But then I'd go home and I would feel totally out of place at home because I had mm-hmm. become, you know, right. that yeah. the culture here had permeated me. Like, Like, I was on the bus and there was a girl wearing a really cute skirt and i'm like standing there and i'm like girl where'd you get that skirt it's super cute you know Mm -hmm. and she's like mortified and she's like 
like that I'm speaking to her. I'm a stranger talking to her, mm-hmm. you know, and she's a young woman. She's like, I think forever 20, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, But you could tell she was complimented, but also like culturally, it's like you don't really necessarily do that. So, right. yes, Canadians are friendly, but we're also polite and there's social codes that you just people mm. will be. So you can't come out and be like, yo, those are in, in Canada. You can, but it would it depends where it would be seen as sort of like, you know, even like I remember that same trip I was on. I was on the bus and like it was packed like sardines and it was really hot and like. There, it was in it was through Chinatown and the shit was so tight and this little old lady was like the bus stopped and this little old lady got on and like there was no room for her. He mm-hmm. shouldn't have even stopped. He should have like let the next bus. He kept letting people on when there's no room. So right. like this old lady is not gonna be comfortable on this bus, you know? And like <clears throat> and like I say to the bus driver, I'm like, There's no room here. Oh. Like, you know, like I'm like, There's no room. Uh-huh. Like stop stopping. And everyone around me, you could tell they were relieved that I said it, yeah. but also completely mortified. Like oh. they don't want to be associated with right. the person who just like spoke up in public. Right. Like it's really and that old lady man she got kicked off the bus that day <laughs> nobody knows what happened to her I haven't seen to it. This yeah, day. Like, i don't know just i think that people will be surprised at how culturally diverse you know it is mm-hmm. and like um yeah there's i think there's plenty of things that are surprising about canada because you do even like on the side of like like violence and weird stuff that mm-hmm. happens and that that you don't think of that you think of Canada and you think it's so nice and everyone's so right. friendly mm-hmm. and like that's the vibe that's the overall vibe yeah like even now when I said that earlier and then he was like nah man they be treating the natives <laughs> like shit and I was like motherfuckers <laughs> right they just lost me mm-hmm. as, a, as a fan the whole yeah. country as a fan. but it's like there's a lot of people a lot of cultures a lot of subcultures so yeah. it's hard yeah. to just be it's like how do you encapsulate just like America you're like huh Right. What is American culture? It's made up of so much. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is facts. This is facts. Yeah. We gotta have you back, man. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. I'm not leaving. You you I can know stick you've been around. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta do these movie reviews. Um. Shout out to the patrons. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you check out uh, what Estero has on her website. Yes. Tap into the music. Um. Check out Breath from Another. That is, I can't stress that album. That's one of my personal favorite albums uh, for years now. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, I want to thank y'all so much. Thank you. We're going to have you back. We're going to talk ghost stories and yep. more. Yes. When you return. Oh, it's your last minute. Is it okay? Yeah, that's fine. Because okay. I got more in the, uh, my mm-hmm. backpack. Um, but yeah, y'all. Thank you so much. And uh, we out here. Bye.